0: talking about the three mistakes that riders do when working with a horse. (laughs) Hope I don't piss anybody off. (laughs) Let's get into it. Well, welcome back to the Horse and Home Podcast. Today, we're talking about the three common mistakes people make when working with a horse. And you know, we need to really focus in on these mistakes because when we realize that most of the mistakes that are happening are generally not the horse's fault, in fact, 90% of all problems with a horse are because the humans involved. So once we start to figure out what these common mistakes are and we can fix them, well, that's when the relationship can get a little bit better. So today we're going over these three common mistakes. Now, mind you, there are plenty more to go around, but these three really can change how the horse starts to think of you. Now, obviously, we're there's so many things that we can talk about, such as communication style. I always talk about it. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. And if that how you say it is off, well, then the entire relationship is off. But today, we're not going to get into that. We're going to get into, just as a rider, three very common mistakes. So let's start out with mistake number one. Mistake number one is a rider riding defensively. See, a lot of times as we are working with a horse that we know has an issue, we start to anticipate the issue. We start to think that it's going to happen during a certain period of time. In fact, that anticipation starts to build more and more uh, long before something bad could actually happen. And most of the time, because we then ride defensively, we're actually asking the horse do something wrong. We're encouraging the horse to do something wrong. So the horse starts anticipating. And when that horse starts anticipating, we're literally giving the horse the okay, the green light to do that action that we don't want them to do. And because we ride defensively, we have a tendency to amp them up and make the problem exacerbated. So, it seems easy enough to say, well, just don't do it, but instead of just saying don't do it, maybe we should start to think, maybe I should ride on the offensive. See, there's a saying that I like to say, the more you push a horse forward, the slower they want to go. Now, a lot of times people disagree and argue with me on that statement. I always get a lot, well, you can't teach a thoroughbred that way. That's just false because we run a thoroughbred rescue and I can tell you straight off the track, they still think that same way. The more you push a horse forward, the slower they want to go. Now that has to be done correctly, mind you, right? You can't just take a whip behind them and chase them until they can't run anymore because that is actually dangerous, not only to their mental health, but to their physical health as well. So we're not doing it in the fashion of just actually running them. We're doing it in a fashion of pushing them from within our energy, not our training aids, i.e. the whip, rope, clucking. We're doing it from within our body. The more our body pushes them forward, and the energy we provide with our body, the slower they actually want to go. Now, we have plenty of videos on kind of how this is actually done, because I know over a podcast, it can make it a little bit difficult to understand. But if you instead ride on the offensive and use the idea, the more I push a horse forward, the slower they want to go, the person will actually call the horse's bluff and the horse will calm down. Now, you have to also understand a few things. Most problems that people say that they have with their horse, most problems people are working through are merely symptoms of the problem. The problem is not actually that, right? My horse, bucks, bolts, rears, spooks, whatever, those are just symptoms. You fix the problem, and most of the time, the problem is just energy. You solve that, and those symptoms go away. And riding offensively is the start to that. Ride as if there is no issue. Ride as if you don't have the history that you have with that horse. See, that's one of the biggest things is we ride as if we have that history because we know the horse. But if we were to ride somebody else's horse that has no history with us, we wouldn't ride the same way. So start to change the way that you think of it. In fact, take it to a whole nother level. Change the horse's name and act like you just bought them the day before. Build a new relationship through riding offensively, and start to drive the horse appropriately, and you'll start to notice that the symptoms that you have, well, they'll just start to dissipate. The second common mistake that kind of goes along with riding defensively is leg sensitivity and how we create it. Most of the time when you're riding defensively, you are most likely worried about an action that the horse is going to do. Now, I'm just going to say a majority of people who are worried are going to be worried because the horse might be A very overreactive type of horse. So what they're going to do is they're going to minimize things such as their leg pressure. And when you minimize their leg pressure, what's going to happen is the horse is going to become a lot more leg sensitive. Now, mind you, I recognize that horses are, uh, many horses are very desensitized to the leg, and we're going to talk about both. But I want to start with the sensitive one, the one where You know, you're riding defensively because you're worried the horse is going to take off and or spook, right? And so what we tend to do is common sense really kicks in and says, well, if the horse is up, let's make our legs away from the horse and then the horse won't be so up anymore. Well, the problem is the more you take your legs off of the horse, the more fired up the horse becomes, the more sensitive the horse becomes to the leg. So vice versa, if you have a horse that's leg desensitized, you end up pushing all of the time, and then you start to notice the horse needing more and more leg, to then the horse getting attitude every time that you squeeze. So how do you start to change these things? How do you take the sensitive one and make them more desensitized, and how do you take the desensitized one and make them a little bit more responsive? Well, the answer is pretty simple, honestly. All you need to do is swap how you treat the horse. For a horse that's more sensitive, you need to keep your leg pressure on all the time. Constantly continue to push. Constantly continue to drive. That's a great part of that riding on the offensive that we were talking about earlier. The more you keep your legs on the more desensitized they become. See, horses like to have that leader be a part of kind of helping them know where to go and how to get there and how fast to get there. So they like us to continually drive them the entire time versus just trying to figure it out 100% on their own. So a good way to think about it would be like the gas pedal to a car. You want to get up to 50 miles an hour. What do you do? You press the gas pedal a little bit harder till you get to that 50 mile an hour mark. And then once you get there, you don't fully just let go of the gas pedal, right? You back off and you feather the gas pedal, but there is still pressure on the gas pedal. You go up a hill, you have to press the gas pedal a little bit more. You go down a hill, you can back off, but the gas pedal is still there. So you want to kind of do the same exact thing with the horse. You want to constantly be on the gas pedal, but you just need to learn to feather it correctly. Now, vice versa, you have the horse that's desensitized. What you want to do is you want to actually take your legs away from them. You want to make them a little bit more responsive, so squeeze, and when they get going, take them off. Now, of course, you're going to sit there and say, well, that seems stupid. As soon as I take them off, the horse is going to stop. And you would be right the first few times that's going to happen. So you need to squeeze, maybe cluck, then tap, and build up that energy. Tap with something else, maybe a crop. Build that energy up and say go. And as soon as a horse finally does go, take your legs off. Remind yourself that you're working on responsiveness. You're not working on consistency in the beginning, and you want to teach the horse how to be responsive. So you need to squeeze, and as soon as a horse goes, get off of them. We have a great video on YouTube that kind of goes over it, how to make the lazy horse go. So if you want to kind of see it in video form, I recommend going over to YouTube to check that out. Make sure to like and subscribe on our channel there, so that way you can be updated with all of the newest videos that come out. But that being said, leg sensitivity is a big problem. If you have a horse that's really going crazy and is super leg sensitive, you're never going to get them calmed down effectively until you create them to not be so sensitive to the leg. Vice versa, if you have a horse that has attitude, you're never actually going to get through any of the attitude until you create responsiveness of the leg. So, solve for that, and a lot of problems go away. The third and final common mistake riders make, this is the big one. (laughs) This is humanity's problem. Micromanaging. So many of us do it. You know, I say so many, all of us do it. We all want to micromanage. We all want to feel that we're in control. And if we don't micromanage, we're not in control. And if you say you don't micromanage, I call bull on you. We as humans want to be in control. And the more we micromanage, the more we don't put faith and trust in our horse, and the more frustrated the horse can get. So we actually need to put some of that faith and trust in the horse. We need to have an open line of communication, absolutely, but we don't need to be telling the horse what to do every little second all of the time. We don't need to be getting after our horse for every little thing that he does. We don't need to micromanage every breath he takes and every step he makes. Now, mind you, if you're one who goes into the show pen, you might be saying, well, I need to do that in order to win. And I get the more advanced that you become, the more particular you are about everything that your horse does. And I get that. But there's a building stage to that. And most people, well, they forget about the building stage. They go straight to wanting the horse to perform at top level through micromanaging. So we need to be able to back off of ourselves, take a breath, let it go. the horse make a mistake or two as long as the horse is trying hell the mistakes they'll go away don't micromanage just let it go a little bit right just let it go (laughs) easier said than done i know so there you have it the three common mistakes riding defensively leg sensitivity and the big one micromanaging. Fix these three things and I can guarantee you that your relationship with your horse, well, it's going to improve. Well, that about does it for this week's podcast. I want to thank you guys for listening in. Make sure to give this five-star review if you can on Apple Podcasts. Obviously, you're getting this wherever you get your podcasts, but it really helps if you can give us a five-star. If you didn't think that it was five-star worthy, (laughs) hell, just don't leave a review. But with that being said, I want to thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you right here next time.